There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Yellow Block, the Peterborough United podcast. I'm Jared, and with me as always is Matt. Good evening. And Jim. Evening. And tonight we're joined in the studio by posh co-owner Stuart Randy Thompson. Hello all. Now, I was very excited um, when our producer told us that we were going to have Stuart Thompson um, as a guest in the studio tonight. Um, Can you imagine my disappointment when I found out it wasn't going to be Stuart Thompson, B&W Parts Manager, Park Lane, London. (laughs) I was gutted. I was gutted. (laughs) I'd be a really lousy parts manager, I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Are you familiar with the show? Totally. I'm a big fan. Like one of your six listeners. (laughs) Thank you. That's a backhanded compliment. Yeah, well, there, so. we'll take that. <laughs> Before we go ahead, is it Stuart or Randy? What have we got? What you know what? I, I got to the point I don't care anymore, uh, if I'm being honest. I, you know, being Randy from the colonies has a whole lot of implications for you Brits, right? So, you know, I get people get a laugh out of it. And neither of my partners helped me at all. So, like, I think the first time I got introduced, the Irishman was already calling me Randy. And Jason was right in on it. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, so it was like... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I've tried. I've got a lot of international business. And, you know, the only place that name is actually okay is North America. It's ridiculous. Would you believe there was four Randys in my class growing up? <laughs> so, so you know, it's funny. I, so some of the uh, more traditional fans are quite less comfortable with the North American name. So they're for sure calling me Stuart. And they're saying, mm-hmm. I'll never call you the other. So We'll, uh, we'll try with Stuart then, shall we? Yeah, it's yeah. up to you. I don't care. Try and break the trend. On this episode, we'll be talking about the last few games. Are we satisfied with the start of the season, the first 10 fixtures? And we'll be talking to Stuart about his time at the club and the plans going forward. And we'll be putting to some of the questions what have been submitted to Mr. Thompson himself. We've played five times in the league since we last recorded, winning three, drawing one and losing one. Let's start, though, with Posh 3, the real Dons 2. Well, we won it just a little bit of quality. We had a better quality than them. Mm. They were a lot better team than I thought they were going to be, to be fair. Mm. It's, um, it's been tough because, you know, I'm learning how to be a Peterborough fan. Like, it's like you're, you're doing so well. We're on top. We're driving forward, and you still have this dire feeling in your stomach that something can go wrong. Yeah. Mm. And I, did, that, I, did I had say, that for about 18 minutes in the second half there. You, mm. We went through a period not that many years ago where we needed to be seven or eight ahead 
with yes. like a minute left because if it wasn't like that, that's you? fun though. I kind of enjoy. I mean, <laughs> last twenty minutes I was a bit, I was a bit nervous on Saturday. Yeah, I, mean, I think we made it a lot harder for ourselves than it needed to yeah. be. I, I actually think Wimbledon were quite poor, um, and I think we, I we, we could have scored. I actually didn't. I thought they were right. I, I thought they were a good passing side. Mm. To be honest with you, I thought that actually they passing... offered much going forward. Did they? They didn't. No, you're absolutely right. Um, and the only reason they scored is because Pim let it through his. Oh my god! Which then yeah. let. But then they've got the chance, haven't they? So then they really yeah. pile the pressure on. Right, let me add this, because we're always supposed to be insiders on these podcasts, right? It was great. At halftime, uh, the board of Wimbledon was men against boys. Men, like, they they were crushed. They were, you know, just eating lunch. They were quiet. They, they'd found it really hard, right? And I didn't think it was that much. We weren't that far ahead. But second half, we let them back in. And was, mm. we always do that. Did research. you think their keeper played a decent game? I did. Yeah, the I keeper did kept well, him in to be fair. Yeah. I mean, they, they were hard to break down, though, at the start. Because mm. we, we kept trying and trying. And, they, mm. and I thought, oh, no, they're going to be sitting back. And we find it hard to, to break th- them down once we did. But... I think we're going to have to be patient at home this season. Because mm. teams know about our attacking threat. Like Rochdale, they were the better team. I think oh, yeah, yeah. possession-wise, but yeah. 6-0 don't we, say we, that. We it? seem to me, we seem to always be playing as though we are the away team, i.e. We, we're trying to soak up a bit of pressure and then catch them on the break. Is that mm. is that how we're trying to play at the moment? Or is that just how it seems we're trying to play? I've seen Darren say he wants more possession. I think that's true. And mm. I, I actually, I think we're a much better team when we're squeezing the life out of everybody. Mm. I think, you know, I, it seemed Wimbledon was parking the bus a little bit, and I think that was fear. I like that. Mm. I think... Possession for possession's sake, for me, is, is not the be-all and end-all of football. We only had, what was it, 30%, 40% against Rochdale. Bizarre. Mm. Yet we Sound absolutely crazy. crushed them. Yes. Because the possession we had was basically putting the ball in the back of there. And yeah. that's what counts. Mm. Rochdale just had possession for possession's sake. And yeah. I'm not a big fan. I can understand people who, who, are, who do like that. But for me, it's no point having possession if all you're doing is passing around the back. I don't mm. disagree. I mean, it's been, I mean, it is. Once we have the ball... It's moving upfield quickly. Yes. The job's done. You can have the ball back. I'm, I'm okay with that too. Yeah. Mm. That's what we're doing well, I think. We're moving that ball quickly, generally speaking. It was two superb goals in my eyes, weren't there? Brilliant. Mm. Oh, brilliant. The first one, obviously the boy played the ball through and he looked like he'd gone too wide and I thought it'd be do well to get a cross in. And then he's gone past two players yeah. and, and put it in. Mm. I actually didn't think he had that one in his locker. I thought the, 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 the book on Mo was get him the ball, he puts it in the net, right? And to see him skin those two guys. It's a close control. I oh didn't think goodness, I didn't yeah. think it was that kind of good strike. Quick, yeah. Good quick feet as well. Yeah, was yeah. Real quality finishing. Like yeah. I say, that was the difference for me, the quality of, of the finishing, mm. um, the quality of the pass from Boyd to Marcus Madison. Yes. You know, it sublime. That ball was absolutely... Their defender had just headed that ball out and he was thinking, I did well then. <laughs> I, don't, I almost think back. a lot of League One defenders don't expect it from another League One side. Some of the quality, especially because they wouldn't from, get it. Wouldn't no, they? you don't get it week in week out. You don't see it. But some of the passes, if you see um, Marcus Madison with these passes he puts through, they're just not expecting it, and they've not even tried to close mm-hmm. down because they weren't expecting the ball. And I think that's to our advantage, big time in this league, league. League One's a funny league, isn't it? There is some rubbish in League One at the bottom, but there's also some actually decent quality as well mm. in League One. So it is one of these funny sort of transitional Short leagues, leagues, isn't it? You know, Ice has joined Tony now at the top of the goal scoring charts. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that helps in terms of we've got two goal scoring strikers up front now. Yeah. Whereas last few seasons we had Jack Marriott, that was it. Mm-hmm. And so on, we've had one main striker scoring the goals. Yeah, whereas now we've got two. So three, if you like, because you've well, got three Madison, Madison yeah. assistant, and and he mm. scored another screamer, didn't he? 
Yeah, yeah. fantastic. All these goals are brilliant. He doesn't score he doesn't, a tap I've not in, seen no. a tap in, in a long oh. while from him. In it, fairness, he's not that type of player, is he? He's no. not mm. going to be scoring tap-ins. I don't want him to score tap-ins. Well, and he's in he's in twice, nothing but net, basically. And he puts it at the keeper both times. But when he's 30 yards out, it's... Yeah. Yeah. We said that <laughs> when we were watching him. Like, yeah. He can put it in from 30 yards out, but that one where it's almost an open literally goal. Just, you just need to yeah. roll it bottom corner, straight at the goalkeeper. I think but, a part of that, he tries for a clever finish, doesn't yeah. he? Which, it works a lot of the time. Yeah, I think once you get confidence, then you try and be Tried like that yeah, yeah. sort of thing and it's a sort of double-edged sword really sometimes it comes off people think oh what a no. goal and I think he had a chance didn't he to put us two up at one point and that would have killed the game and it was a probably a bad miss actually I think he was getting tired at the time I think a lot of our team looked towards the end tired mm. put in a real shift I thought in fairness I remember Madison and Tony they ran the, pretty much the length of the of the pitch and Madison had crossed it to Tony and he's exhaustion yeah. he, he, yeah. he had fluffed it but, yeah I think Tony brings so much to our team. That height in brings We've not so had that much. Posh, have we? No. Talk, we had Tyron Barnett. No. He was a, absolutely useless. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's true, it was. Um, but we did, we've not had a tall striker who can no. bring others bring into play. Mm-hmm. But he, he's more than that. He finishes as much well. Much more. Much more, Normally yeah. have a striker like that. They don't. You look at the scoring stats, it's low. Not with him. He mm, does yeah. all that Cause and scores. Because he can move, I think. That's what helps him out massively. He can actually move across well. Yeah. Mm. So think, with, with that said, do you think we are looking at a new Holy Trinity? Obviously, going back to Boyd, McCall, Smith and McLean. I think to be the new Holy Trinity, you've got to prove yourself. You've got to get us promoted. At the moment, they look very, very good. I Isley, when he came to our team in the first game, he looked awful. Yes. Awful. Mm. And after four minutes, I said, Jared. You've, no good. We're not going up this season. He, he's a very. <laughs> this is why we record monthly because if we re- if we record straight after a game, it's the most depressing thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> he looks a real quality striker now. Yes, in a sh- short space yeah, I of think time. It needed him just to get that goal, just to get going. I, yeah, Tony was like that like, that season. Tony, Took him a few games to get going there and got his goal. I've always quite like Tony. I've never been a fan of his attitudes. But even hmm. that seems to be better now. When I don't I always see saw, that. I don't no. see that. No, I'm saying it like I yeah, so, you know, <laughs> I have to say, I'm finding Tony has a way of eliciting a reaction from Peterborough fans that I actually almost don't understand. There's some that are just, they love him. He's the best player. Can't do anything wrong. And there's others that's like, oh, he missed an easy one. He can't do this. It's it's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, you're talking about me, really, aren't you? No, no. no, (laughs) As you know, my my other partner is a bit of a fanboy. To be honest with you, right, the way I look at it is if he was scoring the goals he he perhaps could be scoring, he would be fantastically good. He'd be magical. He'd be good. Yes. And that's what he's got to work on. Yeah. Just get the easy ones. He's, I, I think he's our best striker at the moment. And like I say... Wow, you're really putting that out there. And by the way, the rest of the room went silent. I, I noticed that. <laughs> but I do. I think, no, I think Tony is so important in that team at the moment. I'd agree mm. because like we just uh, he's got so many different aspects right. of his game. It's a, I think it's the things that are in his locker that are different than putting the ball in the back of the net make him essential. Yeah. Mm. But if I'm banking on between Mo and Ivan putting the ball in the back of the net at the moment. Ooh, you want to bet a mortgage on Ivan's balls going in the back of the net? He, he just misses too many easy yeah. ones. That's, but again, let me do a different thing. I'm a big fan. You know, Newcastle mm-hmm. kid comes down. All he's done is played well since he got here. His work effort, you know, is second to none. He's actually knocked more balls out of our own box than most of our own defenders, which is, I mean, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. What I love about all three of them, though, is that right now, when I got here, London Road was sometimes a library. 
And the cool part this year, London Road's never a library. One of those three guys gets the ball, the whole stadium's lit. You notice mm-hmm. that a lot with Madison. When he gets the ball, his head down and he starts going. You yeah, can the feel whole, the, yeah, the atmosphere he, goes. He literally brings the stadium does, with yeah. him, doesn't he? I That's, think it's really cool to watch. One of the strengths of George Board back in the day mm. is that opposition teams knew he was very good and would put five players on him because they knew he would have to have five players. Madison is the same. People know he's a very, very good player. Mm. Back in the Who day when we, had the, when we had the old, old Holy Trinity, and I would actually include Grant McCann in that, so... The Trinity would be four. a Trinity, would it? Yeah, I know. All right. Three and a half. Um, <laughs> because he was that good. We had four, let's say four fantastic players, and we had <clears throat> decent players surrounding them. We've not had four good players in a team for five or six years mm. easily. We've had all right teams, you know, that have done all right, but we've not had quality. We won the game against Wimbledon because we had quality in that side, I mm. think. I would know. say it's rare to have that many um Good well, players of course, team, yeah. but that relates to a question um, I've seen asked um, a few times. Was was Isa brought in as a potential replacement to Tony? Or was it always to get them both in the same team? Wow. Um, so you always have three things, I think, going on. when we're like, First off, uh, Dara is definitely, we've left that he's the football guy, but we mm-hmm. have a great conversation between the three of us now. Um, so the plan was always to have him here and have the two pieces, like have... Somebody brings the ball down and brings some pace. Like, you know, imagine if Jack Marriott had Ivan Tony, right? So there was always that thought there, but there's also lingering. It's, you know, the phone's ringing. Hey, what do you need for Ivan? Hey, what do you need for Ivan? So you've got, you got two things going on. What happens if, what happens if? And I think, it, like, I have to say the first eight players that Darren and Dara put in front of the, the board went eight for eight. So we already knew we'd identified people we wanted, and we got them, and that was pretty mm. spectacular Quickly as well. That's Quickly, good. well, that's the one thing I think um, philosophically I'm totally on the same page as Dara is that uh, get the job done early. I hate the panic with 48 hours to go. That's just mm. bad business practice. Mm. And like, like, know what you want, go get it. It get doesn't it make sense, does it? Wait, yeah. it's crazy. The last minute but why does everybody crazy? do it again? <laughs> it's something we have done for quite a few seasons now. Wait for the last minute. See what's left, and you know yeah. you, always, you always get worried. Is it constantly refreshing? Thinking, who's I'm worried that some a big name's mm. gone. I mm. thought you think you did have the t- Tony offer, which we did speak about in the podcast, mm. but you I rejected. Thank just God. going back to the start of the season, the, re- the reason so many people were disappointed, I think, because the expectation was so high. Because yeah. everyone, including me, and I'm the most miserable person in the world. As people, we got you excited, didn't we? In that I was excited. You, was, you was excited, which was, was. amazing. Mm. But it was a Fleetwood game. Then 90 minutes, she was and we were again. awful. Although mm. I have to say, Fleetwood are a half-decent side and they outplayed, they got the tactics spot on. Yep. But we've seen progression. I mean, you think about, as you rightly say, we don't do this every week for a reason, cause, mainly because we're lazy. But we didn't want it to be, oh, we're the best team in the world, we're the worst team in the world. Because that's what podcasts do, isn't it, when it's weekly, mm. you know, you, or if you draw. Got more of know. a settled opinion after yeah. four weeks. So it? we can see the progression, and there's definitely been progression. The defence is a lot better. There's room for improvement. Get tighter on the players, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a lot of space. Yes. And we need to sort that out. Um, we also need to buy a keeper who can, you know. So well, I, that's I'm not next, a fan of that. That's the next question, Pim. <laughs> was it a one off mistake, do you think, or a sign of things to come? It, ironically, funnily enough, for me, it wasn't the mistake he made that I had an issue with. It was all the flapping at corners I have an issue with. He's My too main small. one was because obviously we're trying to, you can see Darren Fergus is trying to play this possession game, but his distribution. Maybe just for this game was was poor. 
Um, there was time a lot of balls and time and time again, he was putting the ball to a play, like kicking it to a player who could do nothing other than head it, perhaps, and was getting... How many clean sheets has Pim kept? I've, yeah, I've, I've I knew chapman. someone would raise it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and fact, it's I me. How dare someone mention a fact? Right? <laughs> I knew someone, and me being mean, I thought, man, how can I counter that? Uh, how, many, how many shots did he have to save in those that's five or six a, games? I think that's... But that's you've been down. saying how the defence have been sometimes. That just proves how good defensively we were... We were. In them, like we 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 restricted Sunderland to one shot on target. Yeah, I, was, I was wondering why, like, you guys haven't talked about this in any of your shows either. If you have, if you go back, how many shots did Wimbledon actually put on net, other than the ones they put in the net? That is true. That is true. And then Rochdale, Sunderland, like all the clean sheets. How many shots were actually on our goal? You, you've made a very good point, actually. In fairness, we need to do more, more research. Yeah. <laughs> in fairness, right? They didn't have many shots, and and, oh. and in mm. the last five or six games, we've not they've not had many shots on target at all. Pim's not had a lot to do. In fairness, um, and and that is credit to the team. I think man to man, though, this defence we've got now is the best we've had in a long, long while. It yeah. probably is. Mm. I think Kent was unbelievable, and I think he has been this season. Mm. And he'll be a good investment. I can see mm. a lot of similarities with him and Ryan Bennett. I think mm. he'll end up playing mm. at the highest Higher. level as well. I'm happy with what, what I would say is I don't want to keep going on about the Wimbledon game, but we, we were we scored three goals at home. Um they didn't have that many opportunities. Exactly. Why were we hanging on at the end? I would not hanging on, but you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, one goal. A bit nervy, we, so. Football yeah. it takes a second to score a goal. You yeah. can go up and score in a second. Mm. If we were two nil up or three nil up now, I think the issue is what we loved about the Sunderland game, we were ruthless, we were angry, mm. and we were un unbreakable at the back like mm. that scares teams yeah you will and win games if you that have was a all complete those performance yeah. Yeah. whereas whereas the Wimbledon we got we all got off the you know the field and gone oh we're we're okay right uh, that's not the way to move forward and I think that's I think that's what the manager's gonna be working on in the can we talk about the Doncaster game mm. Mm. No, I, th- <laughs> I don't think we should move on <laughs> by the way it is interesting two games Fleetwood Doncaster like when we've lost, we've been, we've we've really done it well. Mm. It's interesting. I don't Strange know. Strange how you can go from a Sunderland performance to say the Doncaster one, isn't it? But that's a often the case in football, mm. isn't yeah. it? But it's I also think it's if if there's managers that get tactics right against the diamond, mm. that's I think that's the outcome. Like there's got to be yeah. a quicker reaction too. Yeah. Fleetwood certainly did. Let's move on from them games though slightly. Um, Stuart, did you enjoy watching the second half? I loved it. In the, in um, the terrace? So I'm one of those guys, um, I'm, my uh, top three things I love is uh, proper football, um, American football, and baseball. Um, so I'm not a hockey guy, really. I used to have season tickets. My favorite experience is, you know, when you go to these games, some corporate guy says, hey, I've got a box. I hate going to the box, right? So, mm-hmm. so like I've gone, you know, I try to get as low as I can to the field in a baseball game or whatever. So being in, you know, LRU is brilliant. It's, it's, you, you can't, and my son's here with me in uh, England this week. I mean, his first football experience, I put him on a terrace. Like, you have to do it. Mm. Was, there was, you know, there was, there was a method to the madness. And so I bet he's expecting a nice box, bit of cake, and he gets put in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if you've met my son, he's definitely of the chaos of variety, <laughs> not the cake and uh, tie of variety. So I, I think he had a great time. I, I did, and I, looking forward to getting out to all the different parts and, 
just sitting with fans and just mm. t- kind of being a regular schmuck if I can. What What do you think to the fans of Peterborough? I, this is not a leading wow. question, right? Don't, because really, because there is a there, <laughs> there is, is a, a there, way, there is a way to answer this wrong. By the way, um, <laughs> we can always cut this <laughs> <laughs> because obviously I, I was born and bred here. You know, I understand the area. Mm-hmm. I understand the people here. Um, but when you go to a different, a completely different cultural thing, okay, mm-hmm. your culture is not massively different, but. There, there is getting to know the people. We're not renowned for the, the most outgoing atmosphere at a, a football. Correct. Practice. Because I, that's I, I how we are. I am on record of calling it a library. Yeah, because yeah. that's how we are. Yeah. I never sing or do anything at the football at all. And it's embarrassing sometimes for, for me, like because we have the way, obviously, London Road is set up. To have the visiting fans right beside the director's box is oh. really, I hate it. I hate it so much, right? And then they're always making, I mean, the way fans always make more noise. Yeah. But it's Peterborough, so then they make, like, it sounds like three times the noise, plus it's right beside you. And it's really, like, I feel like sometimes we give that away. Like, we could be, you know, um, I'm a Seahawks season ticket holder in Seattle. We fly in for the games, and... The 12th man, these guys take their role, mm. like it's, it's religion, right? And they have they have responsibilities that when the opposing team has the ball, everybody's just making noise to create an offside call. Uh, you would never get Peterborough fans to get mm. together and be the 12th man. It doesn't mean we're not, we're not passionate about it. And if you go oh, around man. the city after we win, everyone talks about yeah. it. No one goes to the games, but people do talk about yeah. it. You know, it's a strange. But when t- touching on atmosphere, and what are your thoughts on standing? Because when we had Jason on the Love show it. back in early yeah. May, Full he stop. said he, he said the club had requested an answer from the uh, football league about standing if promoted. Is this something that you got an update on? Yeah, no, um, we love it. Um, uh, Bob Sims has been a big proponent of safe standing. We've looked at options. Um, it's going to be tough going up, and. I don't think, if we're being honest, uh, British politics has some other things they're worrying about right now. Mm, I believe uh, so, yeah. Also, I think the last Minister of Sport was very clear that she didn't want it on her agenda. I think this thing's going to get kicked down the road another five years. Mm. So people, people should be given the choice and treated like mm. adults, I always think. Well, okay. But then that's all good and fine until somebody gets sued and then somebody has to pay for the lawsuits mm. and then somebody gets elected because of lawsuits. True. And yeah, there's all sorts of things that are it's all the ancillaries with decisions like that mm. and of so, course so there's what, what would the case be then in say if we promoted this season going to the next season of the championship could, would the stand be able to be working as it is that's going to be up to the efl so we've you have you can apply to say we're not ready to do that this year but we've already done that twice and so this would be our third time up now uh jason reminds us it's seven years not six that we've been in the know league one so um you know maybe we'll get to mercy but we've had lots of time to fix that i don't know i the, i guess i'm saying i don't know is the mm. is the right answer right but i think we should all plan that that won't be in our immediate future but if we get our way we'd be we'd like to be one of the clubs out front of being part of creating the new future in the safe standing space on attendances it's a big thing for for posh and i think you as mm-hmm. owners there's been loads of initiatives you've done um maybe the uh, the um the school initiative will be for the future fans and uh, people fans and things like that. But what more can be done to improve the attendances? Um, 
That's a great question. I mean, oh, by the way, um, Jason is going to be listening, and he made he sent me a text, and he says, make sure you tell them we want more schools for the school initiative. That's your number one message tonight. It's not, but it's his, so I just passed it on. <laughs> that? So uh, there you go, Jason, uh, plug for the schools initiative. But I think you asked me about what's my reaction to Peterborough and Peterborough fans. If I was here and I wasn't an owner, like I want to I wanna say fair play. So Saturday morning, I have a choice. I can take a train into London and I can catch Arsenal, Chelsea or Tottenham or, you know, QPR, Millwall or whoever I want to hang out with in London um, and, and go see that and come back, right? Or I can be part of the local team. You, you can't force people to get the local club religion. You just can't, right? It's frustrating, though. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, frustrating. you can say it's frustrating, but it's like, you know, it's, it, is, it is like religion. It's like, boy, like, how do we get more Protestants to show up to church on Sunday morning? Well, they're either going to come or they're not, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think some of the owners have said it, the better football brings more fans. I don't know that you had better attendance in the championship. Slightly. Slightly. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think if you opened the gates and said, right, free for the next home game, there would be more, but there wouldn't. You wouldn't. It would be sold no. out. No, no. At, at the, the moment, as we stand, it would be difficult to increase crowds. So this is my shameless plug from my agenda item. Was I think a new stadium um, where you didn't have to put up with some of the amenities that are not family friendly right now in London Road? Mm. There's a lot of cultural. You know, I grew up playing football manager. I knew where London Road was. Right. It's it's one of those grounds. You you just know. London Road is Peterborough. And when I came here, I totally was like, you can do whatever you want as an owner, but we're never leaving London Road. Like, that was one of the things we always thought. And then it's like, it's almost, it gets to the point where it's a no-brainer. Like, if it was more family-friendly and the facilities weren't, like, you wouldn't be embarrassed to have your kid go into a loo or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, the concessions in main stand used to be washrooms. That's really cool, too. Like, you can just go through all the different things. Now, imagine a, a new place that's more community um, uh, uh, women and children want to come to it um, it's safer it's cleaner hmm. do you think that would improve attendance I don't know it's, it's, I gotta be I gotta be honest I'm never gonna say yes but you know I think that's gotta be the great throw of the dice and I know a lot of the fans what, what fans are worrying about is having a, a lovely stadium say like MK Dog they've got yeah. amazing but scares me too. And the atmosphere is shocking. Worse. I've gone to a couple of MLS games on the other side, and you know when the, when those stadiums, you know, I try to get as such a thing as a Canadian soccer fan walks into a bar, right? That's a joke. Um, come on, it's funny. There's no there's no such thing. Um, you have empty stadiums in the MLS, and and it can suck the life out of a club. If mm. you build a big stadium, it will be half empty. There's no two ways about that, right? And it would be difficult to increase the amount of people going through the turnstiles. But it's not impossible. But it will take a, almost a generation, won't it? What you are doing now will pay dividends because you're getting kids involved. The average age of the people that are coming to the fan forums is not uh, millennial. How's that? <laughs> um, there, I got, that got a laugh. Um, but I'm noticing, you know, just even in the development along Flattened Keys, it's condos. It looks very young-ish, right? Mm-hmm. I think... You know, obviously it's been a tough week in the job front here in Peterborough. Mm -hmm. But there's going to be, with the trains, and there's going to be people that are going to be looking for options to London or other communities. Mm -hmm. I see a big change in just even in two years of being here, a demographic change in Peterborough, Mm -hmm. which I think is going to flip over not just into businesses, but what people are interested in. So 
I actually think people moving here will probably buy into Peterborough United more than people who grew up here. Because mm. it's interesting, even when I was in uh, Cathedral Square on Saturday night, uh, you know, somebody said, oh, you know, welcome to our town. It's kind of shit, but we like it. Well, <laughs> I don't think it is. We looked at a couple other clubs. I'll tell you, I've seen some shit towns mm. in England. If you go to any city in the country, there'll be people in it who put that city down yeah so it's crazy you know irrespective i mean i've you know i think peter is a is a nice place actually you know has its issues issues, you know um but you know it's a decent place to be but the demographics changing and i think that will have an impact on the football club to me it doesn't matter how many people are going I want to go. Yeah, but just, I want to watch yeah, the football. Well, good. Whether so you, anyone you else can pay the bills. How's that? <laughs> Tell you what. How about I you and I switch that. chairs? Is that okay? <laughs> but <laughs> I'll build a soccer club so you can go. How's that? But a big stadium that would help with revenue, i.e., concerts and things like that, would it? Well, okay. So that's the other catch. There's definitely acts we've lost who won't come to London Road because we won't put enough people in. So we lost uh, Coldplay. We've lost, you know, other names I won't talk about. Um, because they said we have to have a minimum number of seats. Mm. And so then do you put the new place with the number of seats so you can get some really neat, uh, decent events that are not um, football-related? Or do you worry about the 40 to 32 times a year where it might sound like a morgue? It, it's There's going to be some tricky balance mm. that goes there, right? Mm. Like, do we want to have this as a it, community? It's a financial decision. It's at the end of the day, you have to make things pay. If things do not pay, they're not viable, no matter what you want to but do. I don't think a lot of fans will see it as the greater good for the club. It will all be to does, do with does the Does that saving. matter, be, though? Does it matter? It does. Does it, no, listen to me. It's <laughs> a ridiculous <laughs> thing no, to say. Does it matter if the fans don't see the worth of it, though? I can sit here, right, and I want the best for my club, right? I don't sit here thinking about the financial worth of things, but you have to. Well, let, well, let me throw a different way at this. So I live in Calgary in uh, foot of the Rocky Mountains, beautiful place. Num- number five, economist says, fifth best city in the world. Just East. below Peterborough, then. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well I think done. we got voted the first in the Daily Mail, didn't we? That <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Yeah, the Daily Mail. Yeah, what do they know? Um, so in Calgary, they're going to do an entertainment and sports facility, and they want to put it downtown. It's going to probably be a half billion dollars they're looking at, and the city's coming in for half. What do you think the chances are the city council is going to put up half? Right? <laughs> you know the answer. Oh, yeah, yeah. But if they did, their agenda is not going to be the football club. Their agenda is going to be the community. How does the community benefit as a whole? How do we make the community benefit as a whole? So those are going to be, I think that's not just a financial discussion. I think that's, mm. okay, if the city wants to have any input on their community and what's there, you know, there, there'll be a transfer of uh, needs. Hmm. Yeah, that takes the wind out of the should football we, we conversation, get, slightly get back to football there? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Boyd returned to the starting lineup. Um, mm. Did we miss him against Tranmere and Doncaster, do you think? He was very, very good. In fact, I'll even go as far as saying he was almost, for me, man of the match. I agree. Mm. He was that good. Yeah. He's he got was... some stick from fans, though. Um, I think whether they was expecting the Boyd of old, which I still think he could be if he was in a further opposition. He's, he's got a different role now, but he has got quite a lot of criticism off, off some fans. Which... He hasn't been brilliant, brilliant. In all the games I've seen him play. I think he, he manages that midfield, though. You do um, notice his presence mm. big time. In the last game you did, he was yes. very, very good. And even when it, when it got to 3-2, you could see him trying to calm calm the players mm. down. He, and... he covers a lot of ground still. Yes. Okay, he does it even slower than he did when he was here last time. Mm. But in fairness, he, he runs around a lot. It, I think pure football fans 
and I mean this sincerely, the, it's the easy way out. Man of the match is always who scored, yeah. who throws in a great cross, whatever, yeah. something spectacular. Yeah. Pure football fans love watching Conte run around a field, right? And, or what what Boyd did the other day, That was that's the mm, kind of purest yeah. form of how you glue 11 players back together. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. You've no idea how happy that made because is when Boyd, <laughs> when Boyd signed again. It was yeah. unbelievable. I'll be honest, I was nervous. And I loved what I was actually a George Boyd fan, not because I knew he'd been from Peterborough, because I'd watched him in the Premier League, and I loved the work effort and and the mm. re- return on investment from the work effort. But we haven't actually had a lot of those senior players come back and have a great impact. And I was, you know, I wasn't super happy with the Lee Tomlin experiment. And then before that, again, uh, prior to my new love, uh, I I used to always spend time going to the Church of St James Park, as I call it. So. Stephen Taylor being here was like, oh, Stephen Taylor's here. And I was mm. like, oh, dear, that didn't work out so well either. So, you know, it, it can be, it's expensive. And sometimes they bring something that just messes up the yeah. chemistry. You, you remember them how they were, and you want them to be exactly the same. Yeah. But they're 10 mm. years older, and they're not going to be the same. I think that's what people are um, doing with Boyd, aren't they? Craig Macau-Smith was, we'd got the best out of him. He was slightly, perhaps, on the decline when he left us. Yes, so when right. he comes mm. back the second time, well, I don't know how old he was, but mm. I mean, he was his third, his third comeback was obviously a lot better than his second comeback. Yeah. I think it all depends on the character of the play. Boyd is, he's yeah. not, he don't wrestle any that's feathers. The, that's the one thing that was Tomlin. different with Taylor and uh, Tomlin. Boyd was going to bring back that, I know, listen, here's where I've been. Here's how I can help. Like, you just know he's bringing something completely yeah. different back to the club. He's got a lot of experience, hasn't he? And I should imagine, you know, if he needs to pick the team up at yeah. halftime, he can do that because yeah. they would respect him. Of course mm. they would, you know. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thoughts on Madison's Instagram post after being subbed off? Like. He wasn't happy. I think that's a good way to put it. How's that? He, he pretty much said, I better not say anything else. I'll get in trouble. Yeah. At him getting subbed off. I've been Madison's... I, I, as you like to mention, I said sell him, didn't I, last season? He did. Um, just wow. Because I, yeah. You, wow. No. It's, what were you thinking? The nonsense what, with it on the social media. And I think that's one of the reasons why clubs haven't come in for him, maybe. He's... I take it all back though because what he does on the field is ridiculous <laughs> and he's amazing. But I'm, I'm think, sat right in the middle right now. To be no, no, I think I think off the pitch, I say he's not. We're used to like Boyd characters. He certainly mm. isn't that. I think that's fair to say. Mm. But he can do what he wants if he puts goals in like that. I don't mm. care. Mm. So yeah, he, he's carried our team for 
three, four. How long has he been here now? Five, a lot four, five years now. Yeah, he's carried us for certainly mm. three years. When he first came, obviously he was good, but look how bad he was in terms of when he got fouled, the theatrical, mm. everything that come along with it. Look at him now. Obviously, he still goes down. He's just which, one of those players, players do, though, isn't he? You know, he has started now, just bounce back up. He's not as bad as he used it. to no. be. He's just one of those players that's going to mm. be a bit like that. He just is. You know, mm. Okay, we accept it, forget it, move on. The Sunderland moment was kind of sweet, though, wasn't it? When he... That free kick. Kind yeah. of sweet. Did, <laughs> did I just tell you what team I used to support? <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Do you reckon they've made a mistake? Not an elf front, but they must be kicking themselves after not, not taking up the option to sign him. There's so many managers that control, discipline, structure. Like, you bring something like that creative energy, you're going to get all the stuff that comes around that yeah. creative energy. And let's face it, sometimes grade three teachers don't like artists and ADHD kids in the class. And so it's going to be tough mm-hmm. to find mm-hmm. people that, if if Sunderland's current manager loves the discipline and structure as much as I think they do, they, they sometimes can play slightly um, less interesting football and try to grind mm-hmm. out a result. Mm-hmm. Madison is not about grinding results out. Not three, four years ago when we had the locks of Graham Wesley as manager. Um, he was the one th- player that you would expect him to do something, like mm. maybe score a goal, get us back in the game, or do something because of the way that we played. I know Steve Evans, I think that was, should we say his name? But that yeah. was. Um, You've got a question the, about the, Steve. The one good thing Steve Evans did, I think, is get Madison actually track him back and get him yeah, working as other, well. I think he took the other, he took the edge off him. Do you I think? think? Yeah, I think he did. But now with him coming deeper for the ball, it is catching teams out. A bit like um, for Tony's Rochdale goal where he's rounded the goalkeeper. I wouldn't expect Madison doing that three or four years ago, coming in almost halfway line to pick up the ball hmm. and then doing that pass. <laughs> what my question was, obviously he's been in the press a lot this week, Steve Evans, um, hmm. about his manner on, on and off the field. Is he quite? Is he that way? Well, we know he's that way, but is he as bad as people say? Well, it's... Um, okay, so let me do it this way. I think we knew what we were getting with Steve Evans mm. when we yeah, brought it here. Mm. And, you know, Steve and I get along fine it, and, you know, welcome each other. And he's the local guy. And at the end of a period of time, his culture and the way he did things didn't work for Peterborough. Does that make sense? Like, I think yeah. you guys have actually yeah. spent a lot of time talking about what a Peterborough football club looks like. Mm. And there's certain things like, again, we've said Millwall or Sunderland, you actually kind of get used to how you expect those teams to play. Mm. And I think all of you would agree. The one thing that didn't happen last year was a, was a Peterborough team on the, on the club. No, no, the, no. And, and, it, and it was personality and reflection of the team in the community with other teams as well as what we put on the field. I, I think in fairness... We weren't succeeding. We'd had five years in the wilderness, hadn't mm-hmm. we? And we weren't succeeding or even really looking like we were going to succeed. Mm. You've tried something different. It was worth uh, a try, I think. Yeah, and, it was and worth I think, worth a try. I think you had to try, to be yeah. honest with you, because we couldn't keep going on as we were going on. You've tried it. It, it looked initially as though it was going to be successful, and then it just petered out. Have you not noticed a pattern, though? That's what's happened at Gillingham now, is yeah. that huge influx of players, and then it doesn't work out. So I hmm. think there's a pattern for So them. interesting for me, when I got on, it was literally, I think my first week as a manager was as Grant McCann was going out. And, hmm. and Dara, to his credit, had talked to us about, hey, you guys are coming in, and I'm thinking about doing this. Hey, it's you know, you're running the football thing. We're new. And... One of the things I remember about the club, to, or the team, not the club, two years ago, was just the lack of heart with, like, it was in, there, in, the, in the middle of the park, and, you know, Anthony Grant, the way he did things, and 
it just felt like you know having a spark plug for that particular team was a really good way to go. Mm. And then the spark plug came in, blew up the team basically, <laughs> right? Brought in a whole bunch of players, and that seems to work for a period of time. <laughs> we actually yeah. we had a pretty games, good start. If we're being honest. Um, and then we realized, okay, that's not the way we want to go. So mm. he, like I said, I think you know what you're getting with Steve Evans. Uh, mm. He does what he does, and he mm. and he and he and he does it all the time. And you just have to decide: is that what your football club's about? Mm. That's answered that then. Yeah. Before we move on to the forthcoming games, um, overall, were we happy with the start of the season? Um, we've got. Uh, do, you want, do you want the poll results? We've got a poll of that. I think. Yeah. Mm. Um, are you happy with the start um, after ten games? 88% satisfied with the start hmm. and 12% aren't. Callan Sarson has said some players do need to step up to the plate a bit more. For example, Pim, who seems quite error prone. But with Madison, Isa and Tony performing amazingly and one loss in eight, it's been good overall. And Phil, not our Phil, said uh, six points behind last season's total after six points. Dell replied to that with, we at no stage deserve to be, we were shit and fortunate. Well, Can't please anyone. Very Peterborough. <laughs> In fact, it's eighty-eight percent. And and by the way, if you uh, said, and how many of your season ticket holders? The twelve percent would be all the season ticket holders. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I didn't vote. <laughs> um, Matt fact, did and you know he was a 12% if, if, yeah, I was going to say that, that actually was just me um, I am quite happy with the start I have to say in fairness I'm ecstatic to be honest and and you know that culture thing I, I have to tell you I'm a big fan of the gaffer just like just the way he's just the, the interaction with us the interaction with the players the, um, the spirits mm. um, the anger when we you know, and I've always been a fan of it. He's not perfect because mm-hmm. no one can ever be perfect. He is a very, very good manager, and he's right for us. Can I tell you I one mean, of my favorite moments? Last year, in Portsmouth. What hang, a game! Hanging mm. out with the Eisners, right? And you know, hobnobbing, and and uh, Darren comes in before the game, and you know, I'm just I can't even eat. And uh, I go, "How are you doing?" He goes, "I'm fine." And he, and he shrugs like, "Am I supposed to be any other way?" I go. Yeah, how's it? How was it downstairs? Oh, we're gonna win! And it, like he looked at, looked at you in the eye and he said, "We're gonna win." And he and he was just mm. calm. Mm. Remember, Jay, Jason touched on that as well. He said Darren was really confident mm. as well. He said, that yeah, he, he said we're gonna, gonna happen. Win. Yeah, mm. yeah. that's brilliant. Um, upcoming well. fixtures: Arsenal under sevens in the Slazenger Sports. Mm. <laughs> 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 What's your thoughts on the? On the uh, it's I, I have to tell you, and I always wonder why you guys hate it so much. It's one of my favorite uh, cups. Is it? Yeah. Because I'm a big fan of, um, first, it, it provides some cash for the clubs, all of them. It, it also that allows you to try other players. That's the right. I'm a big yeah. fan of that. Um, and if you're, again, if you're a, a, a fan of football in any way, you want to see how deep are we. And this is the one place you get to find out how we, deep we are. And if you've watched Harrison Burroughs play, you realize, holy cow, we've got some we've got some talent that's young and can play. Where are they going to get the chance to do that? I think players True. like Tazdemir yeah. as well. I think he Tazdemir. He, he had a he great game. Hell of a when play. he came oh. on Saturday, wow. wow, wasn't that something? And how that old was is he? Nineteen. Yeah. 19, yeah. And and how do you get him more playing time? True. I think he's. I think True, he's yeah. changed our I'm minds big, on yeah. the Ron Seal Cup. Oh, yeah. I just I'm a, I, lo- I love it. I really do. This is, um, in fact, um, I'm here this week. 
I, I usually pick a time when I can actually ca- catch mm-hmm. uh, the Schlesinger Cup. I like it. <laughs> I like it. We say you are doing well. If we got to Wembley, we'd we'll we'll be all there. That's the other thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, what I do find is fans hate the front end where we're playing some of our younger talent. But then when we're, we're in the knockout rounds, people start to show up. And then somebody says, hey, did you know this is a quarterfinal? We should go to the game. And then all of a sudden we're in Wembley and like all of a sudden there's mm. 80,000 Peterborough fans. Where, where did they come from, right? Mm. Yeah, I love it. We've got a tough, very tough October fixture-wise. Uh, Wickham Wonders, they're flying. Lincoln mm. City, new manager, mm. in fact, mm. might start winning. Gillingham with Mr. Evans. And Atkinson, mm. Stanley and Coventry. It's, that's that's funny. I thought October was our easiest month coming up. I'm looking mm. at the fixture list and going, yeah, Lincoln's got a new manager. Wickham's got to play a real team. <laughs> Sorry. This <laughs> <laughs> is how you get in trouble on Twitter, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, that's a great October for us. Oh, that I could be another only, five in a row. I think the only I sticking so. points will be Lincoln and Cov. Because Coventry have always been our boat. Yeah, Coventry have been Bogey a decentish team, yeah. team in this league for a little while, haven't they? And mm. They're always going to be a decentish team at this sort of level. And, Lincoln will be up for it because it's the first time we've played them properly in the league for years. Also, mm-hmm. we played them in the Pot Noodle Cup three years ago. I think, good too. I think as well, there's not much difference between the teams in League One. There hasn't been for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And um, we're not blowing teams away, are we? I think the, the quality's coming out, but we're mm-hmm. certainly not blowing teams away, are we? So I think even looking at the, the league, I think it's a bit pointless sometimes because, you know, Wimbledon, oh, it's an easy game. They're at the bottom of the league. Well, it wasn't yeah. an easy game, was no. it? I you thought know. Tranmere gave us a great run. Like, that was a team I was super... They, As I said on Twitter, they belong in League One. On a side note, a newspaper article, we forgot which newspaper it was, hmm. revealed that Posh sold the third lease kits in England, only beating Forest Green and Bristol Rovers. Why is that? I mm. think maybe because it was similar to last year. You lot are not fans of the Nike kits, though, are you? No, no. No, I hope we do change soon. Mm. I think Nike... Uh, we'll take it under advisement. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> it's, they're, they're just churning out the same template kits. Mm. How are the kits chosen? Do you get options and then pick one? Or? So I'm not involved in that. Um uh, I know Alex Harris has sent a couple of emails over the last couple of days about uh, just looking at things in the future, etc. And, you know, actually, I was quite impressed with how thorough the process is. So I won't go into it on a podcast because nobody actually cares. But lots of fans tell us along the way. And sometimes when you vote with your pocketbook, too, that brings change. Mm-hmm. Why Peter United? How come you got involved with the posh? Um, how long do you have? Like, I mean, I've got to be careful with that time, right? So there was a club non-league club that came available you know jason and i always been talking about it. i can't remember whether he said it or i said it and we started to talk about it seriously and then it got out and you know the investment bankers the uh, deloitte's everybody found out these two canadians were looking and it was remarkable how many um, calls we got about different clubs etc mm. peterborough was not on the list i want to be very clear dara was never looking to get out it was an um a broker through another guy who said, you know what, I think this guy might be looking for a change. Mm. Now, when we first went to talk to Dara, it wasn't about that. We were we were heavy into negotiations with another club, and everybody's always asking. So it's kind of out, but I'm not going to help that uh, along. And when we started talking um, to Dara, I, to be blunt, um, 10 minutes in, he and I were getting along like a house on fire. And, of course, Jason's acting like, you know, dad, now children, right? So um, <laughs> He did say he's got that relationship. Yes, he totally he's does. <laughs> and it was like, I remember, you know, because I'm such a harsh negotiator. It's like 10 minutes after I'm going, we got we to gotta talk to him about, you know, would, would he like to be potentially 
business partners because mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, come on, come on, come on, and um, it just went from there. Like we just we do the three of us. I think there's there's a kind of a weird chemistry. Mm-hmm. Was it always meant to be a trio then, and not you two buying him out completely? No, it was never. That was never, ever, 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 ever on the table. Jason Neal said, "The only thing you change about you is that you don't miss so many flights." Yeah, I've got. What a- would you change about your co-owners? Oh my goodness, really? Oh, this is this is mean. Um, he said about you. Yeah, I know. Let's see. Sometimes, uh, sometimes Jason likes to get the job done, so his OCD will mean that sometimes he charges ahead to get something done which was on somebody else's plate. And you go, what the, what the hell was that, right? And then, yeah. so that that would be the only thing. He knows that already. And uh, my other partner, he likes to go in strong. How's that? Like, he always likes to go in strong in a meeting. Is that a, is that, is that a strength or a weakness? I think my ADHD, miss a flight, lose a passport is both my strong, like I can, I love spinning 14 plates and I'm damn good at it. Mm. But, sometimes the plates crash right so i think everybody would say that your your best skill is also your worst skill is that fair to say mm-hmm. yeah so i feel like i'm in the job interview i know i was <laughs> gonna say you, where are you tell, going tell with me, this tell me your strengths and weaknesses <laughs> exactly <laughs> as a joint owner with two others how are the decisions made such as hiring firing managers giving the go-ahead to sign a big money sign how does that work um we're like right now uh we're completely it doesn't happen in a in a vacuum uh we meet all the time we're having a board meeting tomorrow uh, we call each other all the time. Um, I we have never had a decision where, quite frankly, we haven't all been on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, and we think that the two, three people, I count Barry in there. You know, the three people that Jason and I have said, look, we weren't here to mess up the football side of this thing at all. We think we can help carry some load. So we, we've always mm-hmm. said that we've we're here to pick up some load and uh, put an oar in the water and just be those kind of guys. I think we've done that. And on the other side, the football guys have always said, hey, what do you guys think about this? And then we, to be candid, we've been lockstep on pretty much everything. Are the mm-hmm. relationships among all the owners as strong now as they were initially? You said you initially get on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 100%. And, and which is shocking, right? Because all three mm-hmm. of us, all three of us like to drive. We don't like to be passengers. Mm-hmm. It's rare you get three mm-hmm. successful people who always get on in the yeah. business. Like yeah. it really should be. If when we, when we have a moment, uh, which we're all mature enough to know that's going to happen, I believe it will be a hammer and tongs, is like we like to call it. Uh, it the, the 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 episodes will be large because we're all we all think we're the smartest person in the room, and we all know what we're doing, and we're used to people kind of working for us to do what we do. So that'll be our big moment. Is no, you don't understand, Jason. I know you have a PhD, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> to the so. fans Q and A, they were just our questions. Um, thanks for everyone who submitted questions. We don't have time to ask them all, so we have just handpicked. This is from Kenny. Does he follow the Canadians' women's national side? And where does he see Posh, Posh's women's side in the future? So, of course, like, so the Canadian men lost to Haiti after being 2-0 up. So I think we're ranked 149th out of 163 com- countries in the world. So, so being an England fan is not all that bad. Oh, my God. No. You guys have no idea. And by the way, what does it take to make you watch Canada versus Haiti on television? Yeah. I just want you to think about a next level plane of hell, right? <laughs> so, so yes, we all watched the women's team. They were fantastic, great, disappointing World Cup, brutal. Uh, posh women's team. Jason's a big fan of promoting that, moving it forward. I am too, probably not as uh, 
massive advocate as he is. He has two daughters playing. Uh, the three owners on our own have supported the women's team financially, mm-hmm. and we think it's a. I think it's going to be way bigger deal here than it is, and we're going to be part of that. Certainly, mm. been growing here for a long totally. time. Totally, yeah, it's amazing. Mm. From Nathan Brown. Do the owners plan to invest in the squad further in January, regardless of the position we are in? <laughs> met one of the more, f- more, more. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> met one of the fans on a Saturday night, and he said, "Whatever you do, don't sell Tony. <laughs> Buy one more player and give us the new stadium." I went, "Great." Uh, and would you like a new car while we're at it? <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, thanks, Nathan. Uh, we'll we'll keep you advised. Mm. Phil, what's your vision for the new stadium? Will there be any fan input? Uh, yeah, it, again, part of my background in politics, etc., is community engagement. I think the only way we do get bigger is community engagement. Uh, I think we've done that. I, like, maybe if I get frustrated, it's like, really? Like, how many fan forums have I been to? Like, how many um, supporters groups have I gone to? Mm. And then people say, well, they're not, they're not really open. Are you kidding me? Like, you know, email, Twitter. I take abuse on Twitter all the time. We, we, face-to-face. And then people ask, well, are they going to ask us our opinion? I don't know. I guess if you don't think we've been doing it so far, we've got a problem. I think one of the criticisms I've heard is you're only reaching a certain section of the fans. So I will tell you that I've actually reached... Not my criticism. No, 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 no. no. no I, and sorry, I didn't mean to come across like a hair dryer. I'm, but I know that. And so I'm actually trying to reach out to the old players. Yeah, I'm trying to reach out to some of the people that... Quite frankly, they're probably not going to be buying tickets in 12 to 15 years. That was polite. And I'm just trying to get, I I think they have a a right to say something too. Yeah, Mm. I think it's difficult to reach all groups, isn't it? Because people interact in different ways in in this day and age. And it is difficult to reach, you know, just putting a post out on Twitter or just putting a post on Facebook. You you will reach them. But you know what? You have to. Because if you don't, that's the thing that butts you in the ass, right? So. Uh, we're really. Tr- I am personally, and mm. with Dara and with Jason, we're all we're trying to catch it as much of it as we can. From Paul, does he accept that the likelihood of the directors seeing a return on their investment or even getting their money back is largely dependent on posh reaching the Premiership? I think what I've always been fascinated about the business of football is the characters in the business of football. So if you don't think that the business of football is as important as what's going on on the field. That's how you get your ass handed to you. Is it possible for us to get in the Premiership? And, and we, you know, Don't we're all fans. We're, we're all fans. We'd yeah, always yeah. say no, so J- we'd J- love to do it. J- of course, we'd love. is it actually possible? Well, Jason says I'd love to do it in ten years. Well, you know what? So, so imagine we pull off a go up, go up. Pull, like, what do we do now? You mean that you'd Very prefer hard. to do it in stages and build, I would. build slowly? I yeah. think. I think if we went up uh, like twice, it'd be an absolute disaster. We'd we'd be in London Road. We don't have a new stadium. We'd be like in no man's land you know, financially. We'd have to use the capital. Either the three of us have to come up with something miraculous or we have to use the TV rights. Then we're well, the one thing again about Sunderland, uh, when you're watching Sunderland Till I Die, well, no wonder Till I Die, they're 240 million pounds into buying the wrong players. Now, how are they going to turn that around and get when they go up to championship? There's still how many mil- hundreds of millions in the hole. You right. like Sunderland, don't you? <laughs> you know, I totally know what's going to happen after this goes live. The Sunderland fans are just going to yeah. eat me and for they, dinner they on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go, in, go for it. In fairness, I wish we could play them every week. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's good, good what day. superb name, this question. David Broccoli. This man is wow. my fan. Mm. At the last fans meeting, you talked about parking and how important it is. 
Can you explain Spurs is spending what Spurs spending one billion on a stadium with zero parking? Millwall with no parking. Please explain. Like you're involved in that. I <laughs> so so great. Why don't you pick two London examples where the tube system's pretty amazing, yeah. and uh, most of the teams are actually relatively community. I I've, I've gone to lots of games in London. My favorite's Fulham, by the way. Um, so I don't think that one counts. Sorry, with all due respect, David, but mm. the reality is, how do you get to Brighton or my one of my favorites is Derby. What were they thinking? Like, that's in the middle of nowhere. We live in Peterborough, and we have fans all over Cambridgeshire, and yep. parking, public transport, it's all got to get interlocked I together. Think you've, you've always got to think of parking. Mm. Yeah, you do. What, the modern age. Wait, what a boring thing to talk about wait, in the podcast. Yeah, I know. I can't, yeah. believe, I can't believe you guys are asking. Seriously? I'm not, I'm not much of a loser. Actually, you guys want to ask can, me about parking. Can you parking. come back? We'll do another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's so, so I don't want to take a yeah. crack at David, but you can't use London and Manchester examples and tell me you don't need parking. So the last question from the fans is from Stephen. When you buy the posh ground off the council, what actually will Peterborough United Football Club own if we play in a stadium that makes us just a tenant? Yeah. So on that, I, I, I went through this with uh, one of the supporters groups. So I, 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 have, I, I teach entrepreneurship. I actually teach people how to start businesses all over uh, 30 countries. That's a shameless plug. And I actually tell them there is no such thing as a good decision in business. What you're doing is you're taking a form of poison. So you either drink hemlock and die slowly, arsenic die quickly. I think that's the issue with corporate structuring. Now, we won't spend 15 minutes talking corporate structures, but if you take hundreds of millions of dollars of assets that have nothing to do with football and you drop them into the football club, you you, you can either say, great, we have control. The football club has control. Great. You also have a anchor that could drag the club down, and the club's seen that. On the other side, if you take the asset and you put it on the outside, then, well, the club doesn't have control, so what does the club own? But that asset's out there. The club, Peterborough, has also seen that happen, where owners have pushed it outside and done some interesting corporate structuring with it. Truth of the matter is, this club, Peterborough United, has seen both. It has seen what happens when you take an asset you can't afford, and own it, and they've seen what takes when it happens when an owner has the asset outside. So I would go back and say, which poison would you like to drink? And I'm suggesting what I know about business is that even property owners will take 17 buildings, and each building will actually become its own company so that the other 16 buildings don't get taken down when one gets wrecked. And that was my, that was our thought process, was Let's make sure that what we do off the field doesn't affect Peterborough United Football Club. And I have I've stood in front of the fans and said, I recognize both choices, and this was our thought process. This is the poison we've chosen to drink. And yes, we've thought about the fact you're scared that three foreign owners have assets, corporate assets, outside the club. Mm-hmm. And I, I will look them in the eye and I'll tell them, this is way better for you. Let's move on to the yellow blockbusters. <laughs> The yellow block v the listeners. The score is currently listeners five, team yellow block four. So the pressure's on, Callum. Okay, uh, just to point out, um, I am only 21, so if there's anything about stuff... <laughs> irrelevant. It's irrelevant. all right, I've got, I've got Listen, on my side, so it's all I, good. I know you're a big YouTuber and you've got your channel and that. You're not at Google now, are you? Because that will be cheating. Come away from your computer. I, I mean, you'd hear me typing anyway. My mic's right. very sensitive. Well, we're so. listening. <laughs> So facing off against Jim Kisby and Randy tonight is Callum yeah. Dolby. What's your mascot today, Callum? My mascot. Um, it's a question. I mean, I've got my inhaler. 
<laughs> well, we'll let you keep that, I yeah. think, for health reasons. <laughs> right, so, question. So what tea scored the most goals in one season? Mom, this I know this is... Yeah. Ding. Is it Tomlin? Oh, my God. No, it's Terry Bly. Correct. Oh, he didn't, he didn't well, state first name or last name. No, I just said T. You just, just said yeah, T. Yeah, just it t- could be last yeah. name, it could be first name. Don't don't step on a landmine. <laughs> Look, we got the point. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, thanks, Matthew. 1-0. Okay. What H is the posh's longest serving manager? I wouldn't know this. Oh, uh, no idea. You should, Kisby. I'll give you a clue. Yeah, you was about here, Kisby. 1938 <laughs> to 1940. Oh, yeah, clearly. I was in the <laughs> early 20s then, wasn't I? Um, I don't know. Any no. ideas, Callum? Oh, I, I have absolutely no idea. It's Sam Hayden. That's a very... Yeah. That's the producer's part. Yeah. Very hard yeah. question. But, I mean, that, give me a chance at least. Come yeah. on. <laughs> so, K. What K were the visitors when Posh recorded their lowest ever attendance? Ding. Go on. Kidderminster? Nope. Again, this is a very hard... Is this a league? league? It was an FA Cup replay. Wow. (laughs) And I'll give you the attendance Uh, figure as well to help. I don't know. The attendance figure was zero. What? Was we Ah. playing behind closed doors? Correct. Behind closed doors. So what was the team? K. I didn't even know this has got a football club. So again, it's different. I I remember it. I can't remember the team. But I remember the the game. Any ideas? I'm learning this one. Kingstonian. Oh. Yeah, because wasn't there a, a coin club. or something? <laughs> Randy just said it's not even a club. I've that's never not even a club. Come on, <laughs> it's not even a place, <laughs> is it? <laughs> These questions are absolutely preposterous. These are ridiculous. You, these are hard. You, what? You was the international side posh beat seven two. Uganda, correct. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yeah, Uganda. Are you kidding? Oh, is it really? <laughs> <Yeah>. According <laughs> to our producer. But yeah, Uganda. When has Posh ever played Uganda? When did we play Uganda? <laughs> Uganda. That's going to be. Why were we you playing Uganda? That's got to be right. I hope it's right. Yeah, you, well, you guys are having trouble finding questions, obviously. <laughs> Normally, it's loads in this. What A was the name of the hotel where Posh were formed? The Angel. Angel. Oh. Yes, Jim got that Angel Hotel. So it's 3 0. Oh, dear. The oh, final yeah. score was the yellow block three <laughs> listeners. No, listen, Callum, we apologise. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, that was, that that was, was terrible. I mean, I didn't really know any of them. <laughs> you, listen, no, you don't go home empty-handed. You have got a, you have got a prize. What was it this week? Yeah. Now, you know, if you do listen to the podcast, you know the prizes are amazing. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. is it the oh, Nisa yeah, bag? The quality, yeah. So get ready for wow. a nice... <laughs> it was in a nice silk bag. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Oh, my God. You've won UEFA <laughs> Challenge on... PlayStation 2. Come on, Is it got the memory card holder? Wow. The... Callum, there I think go. somebody owes you a pint. You got screwed. Yeah, yeah Matthew, you, you can. Yeah. We apologise. Oh, dear. It, it, yeah, that, no actually, ironically, that's been our best prize so far. <laughs> wow. Because it was so bad, Callum, we'll let you plug your, your channel. Okay, yeah. So um, my YouTube channel is just called Callum Dolby, just my name. Um, I do... Uh, posh match day vlogs previews mm. and reviews um and it seems to be going pretty well i get quite decent viewing numbers um and a lot of people seem to interact with me on twitter so you know i'm just going to keep it up and see where it goes Good lad. Of, we, yeah. all, we all enjoy it yeah. um again we'll, quick one have you got a question for randy before before we wrap the show up yeah i gotta start following you my friend um <laughs> he said it now he's got to follow if you don't get a follow you're, yeah. you're, it's empty promise it's, it's out there publicly now Okay, brilliant. How many youth players would you like to see come through the ranks in the next couple of years? 
So Jason is out there saying he wants three a year. I'm mm-hmm. uncomfortable with that, right? Like that's very high. Yeah. Well, no, mm. well, they're either good or they're not, right? Yeah. I would like to see us have uh, more youth involved and in, and have a bigger top of the funnel. We call it so more youth into the Peterborough system, so we mm-hmm. get better players. I think um, top of the funnel we call it. You know, like imagine if we had like a thousand kids. And then we got to pick the best of them. What a great club that would be. And then obviously trying to improve the facility so we can go up a, a level as well. So yeah. um, I'm a, Jason and I are both big fans of the youth um, because one of the questions I had earlier was, how do you make sure that uh, this thing's financially uh, sustainable? And I mm-hmm. think that's actually through a lot of the clubs that have been really good have a really good youth academy. And I hope we're one of those clubs. Hmm. Yeah, good answer. Really good, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, Callum. Thanks for your time, and I'm sorry about the question. <laughs> yeah, no and the prize. And the like, prize. You guys are over for two yeah. tonight. <laughs> well, we'll catch you again. Cheers, Callum. Cheers. Cheers thanks. Bye. bye. Join us again next time for another edition of the Yellow Blockbusters. For those that aren't aware, we currently have a Tommy Robson t-shirt mm. available. Yeah, well, but you can. One. Can I point on the screen? Put me. Put me on the screen. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Jim's got one on as well. I do, but it's yeah, a, I'm a bit in the in way. Under, under 12 size, so they do do small wow. sizes. Small. I am not doing a 12 live on camera, Danny. But anyway, and, all the profits go to his crowdfunding page. And yep. We did mm. actually see some, um, as I was queuing, well, I was late for the game on Saturday, and as I was going in, I did see um, sort of someone with them on, so... Did, Obviously, yeah. people are buying them, and yeah, mm-hmm. but all the profits will go to yeah. Tommy himself. I mean, it's a very serious thing, isn't it? You know, we, you know, as a, as a podcast, we're quite light-hearted, as you know, but it's, it is a very serious thing, and we just wanted to do just it's only dropping the ocean, but it's yeah something. And, and the and the guy's such class. He's not, you know, he's never anything but class all the mm-hmm. time, right? Mm-hmm. And we, one of our best ambassadors for sure. Yeah. yeah. Me and the producer, we, we did a hospitality game for the Ipswich, and he, we spoke to him there. And he, what, what a mm. great man he is! He's so welcoming. Mm. We're, the, yeah. we're working on a testimonial for him if we can yeah. get it. Like I'm not going to commit here, but uh, we think we're a long ways along, mm. and I think that's mm. that'll be a great support as well. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Other Block, and thanks to those who have contributed to today's show. And a special thanks, of course, to Randy. You've put Randy, but we'll call him Stuart. I saw that. It's, listen, I've done well here because it all says Randy on every bit of paper, but I've changed it to Stuart. So <laughs> it's a lot of thinking, that is, especially for me. Thanks for coming on the show. We do really do appreciate your time it's fun. tonight. Mm. Follow us on Twitter at The Yellow Block. Like us on Facebook, Facebook forward slash The Yellow Block. And visit our website, www.theyellowblock.net. Tune in next time on Acast, iTunes and Spotify. And a special mention for the Tommy Robson t-shirts. You've gone on the website and have a look at them. They are £19, let's say the profits go to, yeah. to his page. It's definitely worth it. Mm. Thank mm. you.